0: Now marred by allegations, the ANC claims trillions lost in RAN rigging. However, analysts cast doubt on the credibility of these assertions. Raising questions about the party's narrative adding to the complexity is the British Standard Chartered's recent uh, uh, settlement that further intensifies this controversy. Joining us to unravel the intricacies and separate uh, separate fact from fiction is Financial Mail's Rob Rose. Thank you so much for your time Rob. Let's actually start off with those numbers because the SABC did quote uh, this week uh, the head of cartels of competition commission uh, saying that the banks pocketed one trillion trillion Rand a day from the rigging. And of course, we did have the Competition Commission also coming out uh, and clarifying that uh, that was incorrectly reported. Was it possible to make that much though?
1: You know, it's it's one of those fictional numbers and it's super scary that people don't, that this doesn't raise sensibility issues amongst the people who talk of those kind of sums. We saw the Star newspaper had it on their front page: trillions lost. SABC reporting it. I mean that should have raised um, immediate red flags, given that the total the banks made a total of four hundred and fifty billion in revenue the whole of last year. I mean they made a hundred billion in profit last year. Like it's that's a lot of money, but it's nowhere near a trillion a day. That is more than the entire global economy. And it's one of those crazy sums. And the fact that it's raised no flags um, is deeply problematic. I mean, it's just a ridiculous sum. It's, you know, ridiculous from start to finish.
2: Now, Robert, you spoke to academic accountant and analyst Kais Tolia about this, and he gave uh, a different uh, kind of perspective. Just uh, take us into confidence uh, on that one.
1: Well, he said, I mean, it could never have been true because the fact is that, you know, you have... You know, banks make, for example, there's $7.5 trillion of currency traded across the world, right? That's across the world, of which South Africa is less than 1%. So you'd have basically far less per day traded in South Africa, which only a tiny fraction on that. If you go and swap dollars for rands at a foreign currency outlet, you'll pay a commission of, say, 0.5%. 0.55% 0.55% 5, 0.5, it's quite small so only a tiny portion of that 1% is local right and then the vast majority of that is legitimate so the amount of money made illicitly in this would have been fractions fractions I mean there's by his calculation 6.5 billion rand per day made um, in in sort of margin on forex trades of which you'd have to say 99.9% of that would have been legitimate mm. no. so the fact is it's how completely off the numbers were
0: Now, Rob, also, uh, this is something that has been widely debated. Who should be held accountable here? The individuals that engaged uh, in these activities or the banks uh, in which these individuals operated under?
1: That's a good point, because the fact is you as a trader are representing a bank. You have been mandated to represent a bank. The fact is that these were rogue traders who decided to do this for various reasons. You know, there was a bit of a boys club. Um, they would do it to make their own particular divisions, that would make a slight turn, slight bit of extra profit, which would feed into their bonuses. So it was personal reasons for doing this. Um, and there was certainly no sense yet, there's never been any evidence shown that the banks or the executives were aware of this or that this was policy. So the consequence from that, the implication of that, is that this is rogue activity. And hence you'd want to see, and you have seen actually globally, some of those traders being held accountable. You've seen one person sent to jail in the U.S. for that. You've seen two other traders from, I think it was Barclays and J.P. Morgan, doing plea deals with the U.S. Department of Justice. So the banks are paying settlements across the globe, and they have been paying because these were mandated people who worked for them. Um, but certainly you want to see the individual traders being held accountable for what happened.
2: Rob, of course, uh, this case has been going on actually for ages. It's been on our radar for quite a while. But we are seeing a renewed public outrage and we're also seeing renewed political outrage. And I'm wondering uh, if that also doesn't hinge on the lack of accountability that South Africans often see for financial crime. And uh, that is what's also causing it to be a low hanging fruit uh, in terms of uh, politicization.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I do think that the fact that our NPA hasn't been able to um, bring charges against people in the Steinoff case, uh, against EOH, against various other cases, has is definitely a factor. There's the definite sentiment that there's no accountability for corporate crimes. So that is part of the outrage, absolutely. I think that the, the, the governing ANC has made a lot of this. I mean, they've talked about about how this illustrates that there were others trying to drive down the RAND, not them. And the fact that they've been blamed for the fall of the RAND over the past 10 years, and actually it was rogue bankers, has been the narrative they've stuck to. But again, that is just complete junk. I mean, this would not have contributed towards any move like that in the RAND. The RAND has dropped 86% over a decade from, I think, 2013, when this activity was sort of ended the rand was about 10 rand to the dollar. It's now about 18, 19. Um, this would only have affected things absolutely on the margin, 0.001% of a of a value. In the rand dollar exchange rate say and that would immediately correct because of the size of the market so it speaks to an economic ignorance i think in our governing party um and that that is that is deeply worrying because this is this is a party that's in charge of our country and it's a party that's instituting policies like national health insurance and you'd want to have a sense that they are clued up on the economic implications of their policies so when they say things like this it's it indicates that perhaps they don't have a grasp on the economics and certainly there are individuals in the government, Treasury and other places who do, but um, not from the statement from the minister and the presidency this week.
0: so would you say that it is not possible to change the trajectory of the RAND over the long term?
1: Absolutely not. I mean, that's the point. It's this massive, as Tito Ambuweni said in Parliament in 2018 when he was asked, asked about this, the markets are so deep and so liquid, and there's so much currency traded. So, that was, you know, the RAND is one of the most widely traded emerging market currencies. So, it reflects what happens in our balance of payments, our current accounts. It reflects the value of, of our economy, the fact that GDP hasn't really done much to average above 2% over the past decade. It reflects the economic frailties of a country. It's the share price of a country more than anything. So, you can't rig that um certainly over the long term you can't rig the value and change the value so uh, you know there's there's that is impossible um and as the minister of finance said back in 2018 this is not what happened
2: and Rob, I must ask you then about just looking ahead, uh, safeguarding uh, possibly uh, banks and society from this happening again. I'm wondering, I mean, the Competition Commission is the one spearheading the investigation at the point. At this point. It sits with competition authorities. But I mean, we have, for instance, the Financial Sector Conduct Authority. Uh, we have the NPA, as uh, you've also uh, noted there. Uh, it, is this where the buck will stop? It will be a competition issue. Uh, and that will be all of it. Because I'm just wondering about the precedent that we then set about accountability
1: well the the problem with this is accountability wise is that um, this kind of activity was only criminalized i think it was about 2017 so you wouldn't be able to then prosecute people on on the score there were there have been there have been um, prosecutions overseas, like I mentioned, and people have gone to jail for this. What you certainly can do is you can get settlements from the bank, you can get admissions of guilt, and you can put in place better systems of oversights. And I think that that's what we need to check um, and make sure that that is done so that this doesn't happen again.
0: All oh, right. Well, thank you so much for your time and giving us insights uh, on that uh, much uh, debated uh, topic, uh, Rob. Uh, that was Financial Mills' uh, Rob Rose.